Alright, ladies and future boys, welcome to the School for Wayward Nerds, the only podcast covering movies, TV, games, and comics currently flowing through your ears like a hot knife in butter. My name is Toby Paula, and to kick off this year of official episodes, we are starting off with one of my favourite current runs of my favourite comic characters, the Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo Nightwing. Obviously, we can't just jump into issue 99, the current issue at the time of me writing. Um, no, um, obviously we need some context. So instead, we are leaping into the light. Get it? Because it's called leaping into the light. That's right. We're going with the creative team's opening story arc of the same type. Um, joining me in this in this proverbial light that I am leaping into, producer Kyle. I like butter. Great. <laughs> okay. So before we jump into the Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo run, beginning with issue seventy-eight in two thousand twenty-one. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about why such a good run was such a surprise to long-standing fans. Yeah, why? Because Nightwing's like the best. Yeah, you'd think it'd be easier to write good Nightwing. Yeah. In Classic ni- character, been around for a while. Yeah, in 1940, Batman had been on the stands for about a year, but he was missing something. He was the world's greatest detective. He was a Sherlock Holmes in a superhero world. He needed a Watson. Okay, he needed a character to bounce his thoughts and ideas off, you know, someone to talk to. Um, so to appeal to a child demographic, Bill Finger, Jerry Robinson, and Bob Kane introduced the world to Robin, the boy wonder. I like that you decided to put Bob at the end. I went out of my way to put his ass at the back. I know you did. No, I'm no. pointing it out. So Dick Grayson was a member of the Flying Graysons, a trapeze family in Haley's Circus, a circus that was being shook down by a mobster named uh, Boss Tony Zuko. Mm-hmm. To prove he wasn't fucking around, he sabotaged the Trapeze Act, resulting in the death of John and Mary Grayson. This really is a bit mean. Like, just open, like, the monkey's cage or something. Don't cut the trapeze wires. Something, not to jump ahead here, but something I really enjoy about this comic run of Nightwing is how it doesn't retcon anything. It doesn't make any dumb changes. It takes everything that existed, cherry picks the good stuff, and justifies it in good ways. Like, it doesn't change anything. It just flows it better. It's hard to yeah. describe. Like, No, I'm just saying. Like, They put context onto if, stuff. If you're sticking we're gonna to the go ringleader, in, hmm. don't just kill some of his performers. We'll go into that. Because like, I think they wrote a reason for this. Pop, pop a tire or something. Yeah, maybe don't kill the stars. Yeah. But yeah. Rude. Yeah. Their son turned often, Dick was taken in by Bruce Wayne, and together they solve the case and bring Zuko to justice. Alright, as you recall. I, I do. His origin has... It's it's pretty stuck. It's Yeah, it stood pretty hard. It's consistent. Times do... Pro- actually, probably more so than Batman's. Oh, yeah? Well, Batman's is always relatively the same story, but it's like a question of who did it. Oh, yeah, I hate when they change that. Whereas... Zuko is all, whoa, 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 except for, except for in that the greatest time. of movies. There you go, good. Where Zuko doesn't exist. Nope. But in most of the like animated cartoons Too and best. stuff, it's always Zuko. Mm. So t- times change, and eventually he grows older, which is rare for comical characters in general. No longer wanting to remain in the shadow of the bat, or a dozen other reasons, depending on the book you read, that one doesn't stay consistent. Because it depends on if you're writing a version that has the Teen Titans or one that stays Gotham, yada, yada, yada. There's always different versions there. But Robin would always strike out on his own eventually. 
He does. With the Teen Titans becoming Nightwing. Ironically, he would become Batman, and Dick Grayson would be the Batman when I started reading monthlies. Uh, but then the New 52 happened. This is where things start to get weird. Or biased against Dick. For some reason, we went to a period where people didn't like Dick, and I'm putting it down to his dating preferences. No, the problem was, is because he's good friends with Superman and Batman. So, and they would just retcon him being friends with Wonder Woman in, because he is the most uniting factor in the whole of Trinity. Yeah, because so he's if, lovely. So if Never certain people who were showrunners during the New 52 and onwards wanted to bring everyone together with a tragedy, the it perfect target is no Dick way. Grayson. And that's why he was getting fucked on so much from pretty much this point onwards in my notes until we get to the fucking ep- the episode's topic. Yeah. Firstly, they tried to go back to Richard. No. That's right. That's just revisionist shit. You can't be doing Dick. that. I fucking love the the bit in the Lego Batman movie. He's, he's like, the people in the orphanage call me Dick. And he's like, yeah, well, children can be cruel. Um, so they bumped him back down to Nightwing, but didn't give him a Bloodhaven to work in. Rude. Um, for those playing at home, Bloodhaven's just a little north of Gotham and usually where he does his own thing. It's baby Gotham. Yeah. Um, so they had Batman punch and fire him just for being related to one of the talents during the Court of Owls saga. Which is just hypocritical because you bonked the boots with... You oh, know. you're mad about that? <laughs> yes! Okay. I will forever be... Look, I have very staunch Bat family views. Mm-hmm. That's one of them. Again, Damien, that's another... not good. Okay. Who is the best Robin? That's hard. They all have very good qualities as a Robin. Dick is a better Nightwing than he was a Robin. Mm-hmm. That's not his fault. He did it first. Mm-hmm. Gotta start somewhere. Tim is probably one of the best Robins. He's, he's pretty good. Jason... Didn't get a fair shot as a Robin. He wasn't written to and be a good Robin. that's the fan He was meant to be an edgy Robin. <laughs> Which works better as a Red Hood than it does a Robin. Look. It came out of the other end better for it. This this is very off topic. But also, Dick Grayson is only supposed to be with Babs. <laughs> Staunch views. <laughs> so then during Forever Evil in the New 52, he was outed as Dick Grayson and technically killed by Lex Luthor in order to save the day. Lex revived him, sure, but Batman didn't let his aliveness go public, put on a funeral and everything, and sent Dick into Spiral to be a weird Archer knockoff for a few months. But Again, rude. Hmm. Again, trying to kill him off. Again, Batman te- te- kind of had a lot of dickish did. activities during the New 52. He dropped the ball. He was a bit of an ass, And yep. then Damien. Yep. Then Grayson didn't sell particularly great, so he went back to being Nightwing, finally getting to Bloodhaven, only to be shot in the head <laughs> by a KG beast of all villains, uh, giving him amnesia so he would start calling himself Rick. And during this time, when he had his completely different identity, he didn't get to be there for Alfred's death or funeral. Again. So he found out about that later. Yeah. So much of also, this has Also, didn't he have like a bat symbol or something fried into his hair from the bullet or so something this, this ridiculous depends, usually depending on your artist the scar from the bullet wound would be nightwing's logo shaped yeah i knew it was something he was, he was also wearing like a bandana like a ninja turtle and like a weird brown suit it was 
。我是那落念的假设。Mm. It's a very arid environment on on the covers. That was before we were together, by the way. Then no, this was like recent. I'm pretty much up to date in my explanations of things. There must be other times that Nightwing was getting screwed over just to because he's a good target. I'm, I'm thinking old comic book shop. Then no, this was not long.、Mm. Okay. Sure. He had had some tough times before all this. He was raped. He watched Bloodhaven explode. He was raped again. He died like a bitch in the Injustice universe. The infamous All Star Batman also made him eat a rat and called him a retard. <laughs> Don't edit that out. That's history. That's a thing that happened in the comics. They're just mean to him. All Star Batman and Robin, baby. A fucking parody of a comic. <laughs> But. Maybe it's good they don't put him in movies. But through it all, Dick Grayson has always had an amazing character. No matter what you throw at him, you can't keep this good horse down.、Mm. He is always the best person in any room, and his hopefulness made him special, especially as a Gotham City character. I think Tom Taylor understood this detail. Um, that Dick Grayson is the ultimate good egg. He is. He's a good egg. He, um, he he tries very hard and he gets it ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, but he usually does not get rewarded because、no. they'll shoot him in the head from KG Beast for fuck's sake. Come on, <laughs> worst Harry Potter old story ever. And now we have officially dawdled long enough. But to summarize, a new creative team didn't inspire much hope after so many weird misuses of this character. Then it started. So let's talk about it. Let's do this. Tom Taylor is a writer. I always credit as the guy who taught me how to get, how to like pour the beer out of the keg without it just being head.、Mm. Okay, but he also did an amazing job with the Injustice Time comic series. He did the medieval series Dark Knights of Steel, and he's doing Son of Kal El. And he's also just a、Superman、nice guy.、Leader. Yeah. Um, Bruno Redondo worked with Tom through the Injustice years and had done a few issues of Suicide Squad and Earth Two Society and Arkham Unhinged. Um, not to jump ahead, but he also did Nightwing eighty、mm. seven. Want to talk about that one? We can if you want. Have you got anything on it? That's the that's the long drawing one. Oh, the the current one we've been reading. Yeah, I'm still a little behind, you know, because of everything. But the, <laughs> one of the recent ones I read Look, was this one. If you can, panel work can be really hard、mm-hmm. because you're trying to like. TV clip a show together in still images.、Mm-hmm. Um, what's it called again? Eighty-seven. Yeah. So nine. This issue. Nine wing eighty-seven.、Mm-hmm. The issue. The entire comic is one panel. One big long panel. And so you like watch as the story like progresses along it consistently along it. Yeah, you know, it doesn't I, stop and start. It doesn't jump around. You're literally just watching this one thing go the entire length、mm. of the book. Occasionally, a panel will continue, and like it'll have a character in it multiple times to show movement or pacing, or like if they're pacing along a room while they're talking, like the speech bubbles will sort of move along、yeah. with an image. This book did that from the first moment to the final moment. Isn't the like single panel like? Taller than the person that edited it. Yeah, the lady editor. It's like twice as long as her laying down. Which it's just—it's such an impressive feat. It's a cool. But the、image. fact that it is a good 
comic on top of that. Yeah, it's also a good time. Yeah, there is that. It's about twice the length of a woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. But yeah, that, that's definitely a thing to stick on his resume. When Hell we do yeah. our character claim to fancy. So it's a snowy day in Gotham Heights Park. A group of rich asshole kids are shoving a nerd around as you do. A young Barbara Gordon tells them off, but before they can turn on her too, another kid butts in. A kid who doesn't like bullies. A kid who isn't scared of them, because you have to have pretty tough skin to be named Dick. This is true. Mm-hmm. The, the main shitbag kid takes a swing at Dick, and, and he ducks under it, but sort of comes back up, so the back of his head just knocking teeth out of the guy. Yeah. Um, the fight breaks out until the cops show up, and the rich kid's like, my dad owns the police. He's one of those, do you know who I am kind of fuckwits. And little Babs is like, well, what do you think of that, Dad? So it's not the cops breaking up the fight so much as James picking up his kid after work. So Dick gets driven home to Wayne Manor in a cop car. Young Dick um, expects Bruce to chew him out, but he wasn't in, as as he probably really is. Useful. Mm -hmm. He goes inside while Alfred talks to Detective Gordon and picks up, you know, cleaning the dishes where Alfred left off. When Alfred comes back, he's like, Dick, that's literally my job, bud. I mean, yeah, but Grayson's a nice boy. Yeah, and Dick is like, I just want to help. Alfred is proud of little Dick and says, um, it takes a special kind of hero to help without a mask. Mm. Okay. A sentiment that that's, a, that's a good... I'm assuming he's Robin quote. at this moment of canon. Probably. Because it would be a weird giveaway, of course. But, like, you know, every, everyone gives the whole, with great power comes great responsibility. Takes a hero to do work without a mask. That's that's up there. Hmm. I'm gonna give it to that line. Yeah. Um, the Alfred and Dick Grayson relationship is a sentiment that carries on very heavily in this run. Oh, it's one of my favorite relationships. Mm-hmm. And with that, the flashback ends, and we hit the title card, and it is a beautiful splash page card. Uno momento, por favor. I did save it, but it'll be buried like in my phone. You got you got a little baby Nightwing leaping in front of the sun. Surrounded by the towering buildings of Gotham. I don't write down the, the colorist's name for a hot minute in my notes, but like the the strict orange and blue sort of structure Adriano they go with. Lucas. Yeah, you did a good job. I like it. We like it. We yeah. like it. And we're, we're going to shout out Marv Wolfman as one of the creators. creators. And George Perez. Just just because. It's fucking boy. weird to me. I love that. All right. That they get credited for Nightwing because Dick Grayson's not their character. Yeah. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's one of those weird ones. They Robin was there, but he had nothing to grow into. They, they, yeah, yeah. So we are in present day Bloodhaven. A group of guys are chasing and kicking a three legged dog around. Um, see, Bloodhaven lacks um the theatrics. You know the the genesis quoi There's of no Gotham City. Villain. No, they're all just assholes. <laughs> it's it's a frat city. Yeah. So yeah, Bloodhaven is just a, just a cruel neighbor. Nightwing steps out between them and the dog, and they're like, "Well, if the fun's over, they're going to shoot the dog." Mm-hmm. Nightwing bats the gun away with his uh, escrima sticks or whatever they're called, and he's like, "I'm not letting you shoot a puppy, dude." Um, then Bruno Redondo starts doing a stylistic move of putting multiple Nightwings in a panel to convey the acrobatic movement. Yeah, um, you got you got little like ghost. Nightwings? Yeah, that's that's the blur of his movement. I think that's a cool way of doing it. Um, it reminds me of old skateboard magazines. You know how Hiya. they do the trick 
And they would have it in all of its stages. The frames, yeah. yeah. That's what it reminds me of. Um, and then I have a bunch of notes about A7, which we've already discussed. So Nightwing takes off his... Uh, he beats up these dudes that run away. He takes off his glove to, you know, let the puppy sniff it. Uh, puppy bites him. Probably distrusting of people at this point. I would think so. I'm imagining that's where the other legs go at this point. But he scoops uh, up to get his bite checked and a vet to check her. Uh, this is the next trick Bruno does in the art. And that's the um, Ikea instruction style that he does to show... There's Pretty little, much gadget there's, movement. There's a little grappling hook inside his boom boom stick. Yeah. I, I just I like the little, like, small, simplified panels of... Is it smoke bomb one? And the white really draws your eye. Yes, it, it does remind me of, like, Ikea instructions. I can see where you, where you Especially later on, because they get even weirder, because, like, it'll have, like, the arrows of, like, how you would twist it to cut glass a certain way and stuff. Like, it leads into it. Now, I've complimented Bruno Redondo's moves a little bit here, so let me catch up on Tom Taylor. He's clearly a fan of Nightwing. The narration in the next scene acknowledges Nightwing's career in Bloodhaven, like the fact that he was there before. He claims that he used to fight people like Roland Desmond, a.k.a. Blockbuster. Um, That was during, like, the 90s run, which is the last really good yeah. Nightwing we've had. Um, So, but while he was away, quote-unquote, doing New 52 shit, I assume, um... The people like Blockbuster have gotten worse for those playing at home. Blockbuster's just Nightwing's kingpin. Yeah. All right. White suit, huge as fuck, mean. Bad hair. Businessman. Well, any hair makes him different. Too. So, um, yeah, he isn't impressed at the way things the current mayor had, has going on, this, this, uh, this Blockbuster man. And I don't mean he's doing good for the city. Just that his shady bullshit has stagnated through laziness. Mm. Blockbuster picks him up and breaks his neck, um, then introduces himself to the likely replacement, Melinda Zuko. A surname that should ring a bell. Probably going to cause us some issues. Mm -hmm. Another more deep cut, I feel, is the fact that Dick Grayson still owns an apartment building in Bloodhaven. It's currently where he lives, and something I definitely remember reading back in the day, but I can't place it exactly, and it's hard to find the credit of just his home briefly, you know? Yeah. But that's something I've seen before. Someone is in his apartment when he gets there. It's Barbara Gordon, who loves the puppy. Who make course. a funny face at the puppy. And also hands his ass. Mm -hmm. I know people weren't really fans of her reaction to the puppy. Why not? That's exactly <laughs> how I reacted to one this morning. That's kind of why I'm fine with it. I've seen this before. Ooh. Um, so, small talk aside between the two, she's there to carry out Alfred's will, because as you remember, Dick Grayson was having a shitty time as Rick Grayson, so he missed the reading of the will. And if you missed that bit too, that was in Batman issue 77 during the City of Bane story arc. He gets his neck broke by Bane. Rude. Mm. I know I it won't last long, but... I know it won't last long. I even Googled, and I'm like, he's back, right? I'm sure he's back. I'm sure I've seen him somewhere. And no, there was, like, a demon because, like, Damien Wayne's a nuisance. And I'm like, oh, don't bring don't bring goblins and shit into my Batman's. Come on. Just resurrect him. Stop dicking about. We know he's not going to stay gone. Um, so Dick Grayson reads the letter Alfred wrote to him, and it's a very sweet letter in which Alfred refers to him as a son to him. Okay, that's nice. And it also explains... The insane amount of wealth Alfred had. Turned out he ended up with a fortune 
and Wayne Enterprises' stock as Bruce's legal guardian and through Thomas's will. Mm. So he was sitting on just as much money as Bruce the most, like this whole time. He didn't really know what to do with it, nor did he really need it, so it just kind of sat aside. Now it's Dick's, because he knows that he will make good with it, and he will make the world better. Yeah. Um, and then the next issue after that nice leather moment is the cover that Kyle likes. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a throwback to the... the it's a throwback to fucking everything. <laughs> so you... One of your cats is complaining somewhere. Sounded like a small child with, like, an airplane. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Um, so you have multiple Nightwings in all of their different costumes. Well, it has every era of Nightwing. Including a little Robin. Uh-huh. With Alfred holding up his little his cape. Well, it's it's the vertical wall walk. And, and they're climbing up the Batman 66 wall. Mm-hmm. With their little the win- pop out of The window door. cameo and everything. Yeah. That's good. Which suits your favourite on the old Nightwings? I'm surprised out of these I, two? Out of all of them, yeah. Classic one? Yeah. Oh, classic, like, retro, modern Nightwing. I find it weird that I like this version so much because the mask is blue. I do like this version, though. That's normally a thing that I don't like. I think I like it because it's a little bit more, like, the modern, like, his current suit is more him. Hmm. Because it is that very, like, slim, you know, it throws back to his, like, flying grace and, like, bodysuit. Whereas, like, the turn when he finally starts putting on what we think of as the traditional Nightwing suit, it's still a little bit, like... You know, like, the arms It's too it loose, too. it's too chunky, it's too... The arm stripe kind of reminds me of Spider-Man, too. Which yeah. is tricky, because he's already kind of a young, smart arsey acrobatic hero who's more quick than than powerful. So he's already doing a lot of things. Yeah. I do have a soft spot for the New 52 one, because that's where I did start. You like the red suit. Mm-hmm. Well, not only is it the first Nightwing comic book I read, it's also the first uh, Robin suit... That, no, it's not. It's the second one. It's the one from Batman and Robin. It's the, also the one the you Joel got into a comic movie. argument with. Yeah. You were told not to get it. By the guy writing the damn thing. Carl Higgins, if you're listening, I got it. Fuck you. You can't stop me. It's too late. I can't wait for you to bump into him at another comic convention and just be like, look what you're I, not going to remember me, Look what I, did. I remember you and... I like that he wanted... He's like, get the blue. Because even like the people riding Nightwing had a soft spot for the for the um, Dixon and O'Neill era of Nightwing. So yeah, we're up to issue seventy eight now. A fresh, oh, sorry, issue seventy eight was the start, and it was a fresh introduction and setting things up for what's going forward. Um, this issue iterates sort of the past of Nightwing. I feel like I fucked up these numbers, but that's okay. So this iterates the past of Nightwing, like the first page showing him as Robin, and then Teen Titans and Nightwing New Fifty Two, Red Suit, and the current one. It shows him with the flying Graysons and training with Bruce and almost leaving the Bat family but being soothed by his other father figure, Alfred. Um, it shows him making friends and building the Teen Titans and it shows him bonding with the other Robins. I do like that it's old Teen Titans. Well, canonic- like Speedy looks canonically magic. when he was young and doing Teen Titans, he wore the silly suit. Yeah. So it has to stay old school. I like that detail, but... I find it weird in other flashbacks, which I think is because they don't have control over other titles. Okay, so in Nightwing flashbacks, there's one where he's wearing the new 52 suit because it's like in the previous bit. 
but they have to keep Batman in the rebirth suit. They can't use the new 52 suit because it's not up to them what this iteration of Batman would have ever worn. Yeah. It's, I think it's a weird, not copywriting thing, but it's a weird, like, yeah. It's a weird timeline thing. After that, we find ourselves in the present. The puppy's asleep, so Dick takes Barbara out to get some food. More loving references, points of calls, and what have you. Because the, the pizza place is Marvin George's. Yeah. Um, Marv Wolfman and Joss Perez being the creators of Nightwing. George even cameoing at the counter. Uh, they sit at this cool statue from back when Bloodhaven was a whaling town. You know, it's got a dude in a rowboat, like, harpoon fighting a fucking kraken. Well, mulling over what to put the money toward, a homeless guy and his child asks Babs and Dix for some change. Um, Babs says she doesn't carry cash because no one fucking does it anymore. But Dick tells the guy that he will buy him dinner. He has an idea and everything. Yeah, little luck. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he will buy this guy dinner and anyone else who needs it. Gather anyone who needs a warm meal and take them to the pizza place. So, so you know, cut to Dick back at the pizza place talking to some people. And he tells a guy who approached him, the, the guy from the statue, that he'll book him a hotel for a bit to help him out. I later discovered that he got pickpocketed by some of the other people. Rude. What's more rude is that he tells Bab that Batman can't find out about this, but she's already put it into the Bat family group chat. Which, of course, they have. Yeah. And I like that Cassandra uses emojis. Because Which, Cassa- of course, she does. Because Cassandra Kane famously learned to fight instead of learning to speak and read and do anything social. She had um, very strict parents, I would say. That's one way of putting it. Yeah. So while they go back to his apartment so he can suit up and track his wallet down, we meet a mysterious villain. Our homeless friend gets approached by a shadowy figure and tells his son to go back to the pizza place before his heart is forcefully extracted. Rude. While the guy's dying of heart loss, Nightwing finds the pickpocket in kids. They're currently pinching the wallet of Sal Maroni. Probably not your One of the many Italian mobsters floating around Batman mythology. Do you know which one this is? We know who Zuko is at this point. Falcone's obvious. Do you remember which one Sal Marconi is? No, but I know that I should. I'll give you a clue. In fact, I'll give you two clues. That's my clue. Oh, I see the dude that fucks up Two-Face. Good girl. Okay. The acid-throwing guy. I've written in brackets, Two-Face maker. Okay. I I got that. I don't know. Good. He was me- I knew that I knew that I knew him. There's, I just didn't know why I knew that look, I knew there's him. there's three, and I get him and Zuko mixed up sometimes. Well, see, I'm good But this book already explained who that one is, so we're good. All right, so he's meeting with Melinda regarding the corruption racket continuation once she is sworn in, you know, the next day. Uh, when these dumb kids picked up his wallet right fucking in front of him, oh, man. So now he has to stop a few henchmen from killing kids, you know, on his way. Um, and that gives the kids time to get to the tent city that they live in. Which, again, you get a nice splash page with all of your different Nightwings running around. Hmm. I like that he was doing this, and then for an issue, he's like, I'm just going to do the whole fucking thing like this. Yeah. So, yeah, Tent City, man. Um, they live there with many other children. No one there really older than 16. It's just a big collection of orphans. Uh, they asked Nightwing if he's the man without a heart. We can assume that the one we saw earlier wasn't the first. Nightwing leaves disheartened, but at least he knows what to do with some of his fortune. Help people. Uh, become the safety net that people need. Which we knew that was what he was going to do. He's a good boy. Mm-hmm. Alright, so we got us murder mystery time, okay? Dick wakes up around like 5pm. Just 
Is he? He's a bat. He he lives a unique schedule. He gets a knock on the door by police officers. They're asking about Martin Holt. Um, this is a man who booked a, a hotel on Dick Grayson's credit card but never checked in. Dick claims that he booked that room, and the police raise eyebrows, given that Martin has been found dead. Mm, problematic. No heart. Um, but they have um, they they don't have information about his son. But it's interesting that Dick Grayson does. Barbara has to sort of turn around and come back to be his alibi for most of the night. Um, I like all the little world-building Easter eggs here. The police mentioned Dick's time as a Bloodhaven police officer back in the day. Another nice callback. Um, Dick is wearing a Black Canary t-shirt and drinking out of a mug with Adam West Batman carrying the famous bomb on it. <laughs> when the detectives finally leave, Dick suits up. Babs gets into Oracle mode and they call in an assistant to talk to these kids. They need one of their own. Bring in Tim Drake, the quote, best Robin. I like that Dick Grayson agrees with us about who the good Robin is. He, he did. Fuck yeah, man. He they, did make a good Robin, but look, he was also following in footsteps that were laid before him. People can come around on Damon Wayne all they want now. No. But it's too late for us. We've made our decision. There, there is a accurate hierarchy to every position, and I will not be hearing you otherwise. So he's going to go into Tent City as a kid with a dog to ask around for Elliot, who is Martin <laughs> Holt's uh, son. Um, oh, and on his way from Gotham, uh, he brought a dick. Uh, he brought a gift for Dick from Bruce. <laughs> I was going to say, he, he just walks in with a giant vibrator. I might start that again. So Bruce got a gift for Nightwing. Right. And um, Tim is delivering it to him. That's nice. It's a wallet chain. so they don't get much information that we didn't already have a dude is removing people's hearts making a lot of orphans it's almost a waste of time until a few crooks come along Brutal who is a Nightwing villain from like 1998-99 era who is a top interrogator who looks like Scarecrow but with like 40 knives strapped to his purse and the other one you might know already Electrocution remember him Arkham Origins he he does it the right way I was going to call him a really shitty daredevil, but... You remember the electrocutioner? I know who electrocutioner is. I love how hyped up that boss fight is and then you hit him once. In in that image right there, Mm. it's a shitty daredevil from the TV show. Yeah, he's got the... Um, So, they are there because they work for Blockbuster. Blockbuster takes ownership of Bloodhaven. He takes it so seriously that electrocutioner and Brutal... Uh, in the orphan tent city to pick up their cut of money pickpocketed. Mm. Nightwing obviously gives them shit about such a lame task, you know, taking a cut from children, um, before, you know, saying the kids are under his protection now and beating them up with Robin. You get another cool, like, hair-style panel of the Escrima sticks uh, joining together to make a bowl of stuff. Yeah. Once they're done pummeling these glorified goons, Nightwing and Robin and attempt to deal with the fire that has broken out. It sort of seemed like one of those classic, like, oil drum fires that you see in, like, all homeless alleyways in television and media and stuff. Um, but it's quickly spreading, and they, and it smells a lot like accelerant. However, it wasn't Blockbuster's mini-bosses starting fires, because they can't extort dead orphans. Obviously, it was Heartless making his entrance. Mm. Alright, do you have any thoughts on his design? Um, it's pretty, pretty creepy. 
I find it kind of dull. He's got the chrome head. He, he kind of looks like Jonathan Jacobo without the jaw and the wacky hair. Yeah. He's just the midsection. Yeah. And he's got like a, a glowy chest. Yeah. There's not much to him. I feel like after Hush, so many villains have the trench coat. Yeah. It's just, it's, 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 it's done. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's, it's you could done. do more. But I suppose that at the same time, like... I don't know what... How, I, how do you bring I don't have the from answer, going, like, the craziness of Joker and Two-Face and that trench coat? Yeah, I, like, I don't have the right answer, but I do feel like more could be done. Yeah. Heartless extinguishes a gap in the fire for the kids to escape through. He was more interested in getting Nightwing's attention than killing children. Probably a good thing. A um, guy like him probably has a big heart, Nightwing, doing the things he does. So he wants it. <laughs> For his collection. So they have, they fight a little. I mean a little too. It's like three and a half pages, but they're big panels. Like it chews, it goes by really quick as far as I'm concerned. Uh, we learn Heartless is enhanced, you know, like metahuman stuff. Mm-hmm. The way they do. And he gets to drop on Nightwing a little, but that said, he has no training. And when Heartless is done making himself known, he triggers an explosion on the nearby pier entrance. Wouldn't be such a big deal. But the little burning pier is where all the kids and Robin have ran to. Because it was safe. Well, he sort of steered them by extinguishing the fire. Mm. Um, so, Heartless scurries off and Nightwing grapples uh, over to the kids and manages to get boats in the harbour to help evacuate the kids before passing out. See, remember, he had been shot in the head to the point of not having memories pretty recently, so a smack in the head from Heartless got him pretty good. Doesn't um, take a lot. I also like um, Robin talking to him after he wakes back up, safe and sound in the apartment. Mm. Um, he says, like, Robin's like, I'm surprised, like, the boats came and helped, because this is fucking Bloodhaven, it's a dump. And Nightwing says something to the effect of, like, it's a, yeah, it's a corrupt shithole, but the people are still, like, alright, they're just in a crummy position. Which is fair enough. Yeah. Again, Dick Grayson always has the most hopes. You know, he trusts people. Not only is he... Trusts- it, it usually fucks him over, but he does trust people. <laughs> Not only is he excited that the glass is half full, he's just excited there's a glass. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he... <laughs> uh, Barbara and Robin have named the dog Bitewing while he was asleep or unconscious. It did, it did bite a Nightwing. Uh, but he's been, he's, he, he's been calling it Haley, like the circus. Or the comet. Isn't that something? So... Um, Babs is wearing the Batman slap meme shirt in in this bit. Remember that? The classic. Did the internet for a while. Mm. What, two years ago? While he was out, Babs was also working out that the lady boss Moroni was talking to is the new mayor, Melinda Zuko. It's okay, though, because she wasn't raised by Tony Zuko. She was raised by uh, Sal Moroni. So uh, this is a big info dump for Dick, but he can't do much about it because of the head injury. I'm not saying it's a concussion, like they're saying in the book, because his friends wouldn't be telling him to sleep it off. Yeah, that's not good advice. <laughs> anyway, he does not rest, so that's good. He goes off to talk to this new mayor. Oracle still, Oracle still has the camera in his mask, so she knows he's out immediately, because he forgot to take that out. Um, and he gets jumped, still dizzy from head injuries, and gets knocked out again, which is probably not healthy. When he wakes up again, he is without mask. Uh, Zuko, uh, the Melinda recognizes him as Dick Grayson, and drops the wildest twist in her lap, sir. Zuko isn't really her father. John Grayson is. <gasps> if that surprise development was done by any other fucking Nightwing team, I would not have put up with it, excluding maybe O'Neill and Dixon. Okay, yeah. I've, yeah. 
they'd be allowed. I think these ones would be allowed too. But if this happened in the new 52, I'd be pissed. Yeah. My reluctance to go with anything and everything aside, he's like, oh shit, and goes to put his mask back on, which I love this bit. Uh, Melinda's like, it's a bit late for that. I've already seen who you are. Yeah. He's like, no, not that. You know, he gets it on and he's like, hey, Oracle, I'm okay. Call off the rescue. (laughs) Fucking relax. And there's like this nice page of Wonder Girl, Starfire, the rest of the times, and Batman all turning around. (laughs) Which is a nice cameo to show just the shitstorm that Harvey Nightwing would drop on someone's head. It's great. Um, After the little cameos, Melinda wants her explanation to to be told by someone else. So she gives Dick a change of clothes and they go into the other room to meet, uh, Melee. Melee. Melee, let's go with. L-I-N Lynn. That's her mum. So, from there, everything goes sepia-toned for the flashbacks, and obviously, up to this point, the colours have been an amazing blend of oranges and dark, cozy blues, which on movie posters is very cliche and annoying, but for some reason translates really well into comics. Seriously, look at movie posters. Just Google image search movie poster and count how many it use exclusively, like, orange and blue. It's a weird thing. Color theory. So, I'm going to have a sip. How do you feel about this so far? It's pretty good. They, they've, they've done their bit. Mm-hmm. And this, welcome to the part that's, like, why he chose to threaten the circus by killing their all-stars. Mm. Okay. In this flashback, we say we see Maylee, the mother, being brought into America and literally bought by Tony Zuko. While living this less than consensual lifestyle, she is brought along on a date to Haley's Circus. In the crowd and commotion, she manages to break off from Zuko and scurries away. Tony tries to run after her into the living quarters area where you know circus people live, and he runs into John Grayson. Uh, they bicker a little and a fight breaks out between them. John is a smartass like his son would grow up to be as well. And Tony is an asshole. So they fight. And Mary, the other trapeze artist, jumps in as well before the ringmaster steps in. He claims that there's no stowaway here and kind kind of escorts Tony away. While he does that, John goes into his trailer to check if the girl is okay. Yeah. Isn't that nice of him? Very nice. Mm-hmm. So, so she has literally ran away and joined the circus. Isn't that fun? Uh, she briefly hooked up with John, but things were short-lived. John ended up with Mary. So, spoilers, Dick Grayson gets born at some point. <laughs> um, so, Zuko found her eventually, took her back, and six months later, Melinda was born. Mm-hmm. Tony never voiced suspicions, but probably always knew. Life went on. Sometime later, when the circus came through to Bloodhaven, where he was mobbing. As if you wouldn't try and get revenge. I, I think mobbing's the word. Zukoing. He was, he was, yeah, he was, he was hanging, he was living there. All right, Maylee intended to introduce John to his daughter, but when she saw his life with Mary and little Dick, um, she didn't want to ruin that, so she left without ever saying anything. Um, not long after that is when Zuko would be sent to shake down Haley's circus, and when turned away, he had to prove his mortmen business. Mm. And now we can very easily guess why killing the star attractions was his first idea. Because we already don't like them. Because they, they fucked his wife. <laughs> and he's been raising their baby. Mm. What do you think about that? 
Because, like, he, literally the first it, thing it you does, brought up about the Origins you. is, like, that was a silly move on his behalf. Good luck getting money from this sad fucking circus with bad safety records and no stars. That that would, like, you would be like, ha two for the price of one. Yeah. So, it makes sense. More I mean, sense than just, I'm going to cut the trapeze wire because I'm... I'm going to steal this car, and to show you that I'm in business, I'm blowing up this car. Yeah. Yeah. So after the tale, Melinda and Dick talk a little more in the other room about her using her surname to sort of get in good with mob groups, only to sell them out and bring them down. She's, um, Brian from Fast and Furious in, kind of. Not for the police, though. Not about family. Yeah, yeah, she's the, yeah, she's the opposite of Fast and Furious, I suppose. So, um, she plans to do the same with Blockbuster and try to fix the ethical shit that is Bloodhaven's just political She's world. doing what everyone thinks Batman should have done from the beginning. Yeah, she's doing it. Um, and just like his ears are burning, he shows up with the police. Obviously, Nightwing broke, breaking into the home of one of his contacts is, you know, something for him to want to deal with. Yeah. About. So, um, you know, Nightwing uses that, though, because he's smart. Blockbuster kicks in the door, sick of waiting, and Melinda and her, um, her mercy. She has a woman named Audrey with her, but it's just, you know, it's Lex Luthor's mercy. It's your hench girl. It's your Harley Quinn. Yeah. So it's her body, bodyguard assistant friend. So, um, they're both tied to chairs, and they're like, oh, Nightwing, he tied us up and threatened us and then ran out that window. So Blockbuster bursts through the little window because he's the size of a fucking house. And um, they have their first sort of face-off in what feels like ages. It's been a long time. Yeah. Um, It's another quick fight, though. Dick doesn't want to throw down with his sore head. Luckily, Blockbuster doesn't particularly give a shit either. Um, He he has the police that are with him and the helicopter that police have sometimes open fire on Nightwing. He, ru- cares about it? he runs at it, calling their bluff a little bit, dives through the helicopter, tying up the police officers and sort of, like, swinging... Okay, hard to describe, but he swings through the gap and, like, back in again and ties up the police officers and sort of dangles them out the side. I, I just want to point out the guy that's, like, steering the, the helicopter. He, he's just got a little thing. He's holding handcuffs and he goes, just just handcuff me and you can take the chocolate. He doesn't man. want to dangle out the side like the other he, guy. He's like... You can make it look if you like are you afraid of me heights, up, but it's all Don't good. be a pilot in a helicopter. Man. I don't think that's what it is. I think he's just like, I don't want to be punched in the face. <laughs> I will comply, and I understand that you need to make it look like I complied. So now Nightwing has a getaway vehicle, isn't that nice? And a pilot to drive it. He goes home to bed, sleeps like two straight days. And Again, I- probably not good. But I do like that Tim was patrolling Bloodhaven on his behalf those two days. Good egg. Another good egg. Dick then goes to get advice about what to do next. He talks to his friends, experts, um, you know, for his future plans, including uh, Leslie Tompkins, the Teen Titans, Lucius Fox, and Superman. I love that Superman looked up to Alfred for raising such integral people. Alfred is the bomb.com. I remember in Injustice when Alfred tried to, like, punch Superman in the face dead on. Again... Great Alfred scene. Someone tries to break into the manor. Turns up with a shotgun. 
Well, look, here's the thing. Superman is in the Justice League. Yeah. A lot of life and death moments. Life and death. TH. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's a lot of moments where if he didn't raise Bruce to be as altruistic as he is, Earth probably would have, like, fucked up, like, oh, at least yeah. three or four times. If, the if White Martians, man. If you don't aim to be Alfred to your child... You're doing it wrong. Mm. Because Alfred did such a good job with so many kids that were so wayward. Oh, yeah. Like, immediately every single kid that came through his household could have been the absolute worst. Every single one of them is okay. His little bonding cutscene with Jason Todd is exclusively the best moment in Gotham Knights. Oh, yeah. When he, like, talks about his time in the military and, like, how horrible that sort of shit is. And then, like, Jason Todd, like, cries on his shoulder. It's so sweet. Alfred is the pinnacle of everything. And you cannot tell me otherwise. Mm. Um, Um, He also says he has to go away for a while. And his son will be Superman and could use some of Dick's guidance. Keep in mind, Tom Taylor's son of Kal-El comic... Uh, had released within the month of that. Yeah. It's a cool tie-in, but not an annoying one that requires you to read it. No, he's just like, if you wanted to check out my other work, it's over here. Oh, they make me, because, um, like, issue 90, I think, is part one of a Dick and Superman crossover, and they wanted me to read the Superman one for part two, but I haven't. It's in the trades, though. Isn't that... That's handy for us. Very. Love that shit. So a couple days, I assume, pass, and... The press show up at Grayson's door. Before he goes out, Babs gives him a little pep talk and a big old smooch. As she should. (laughs) So, with that, he heads out and announces his sudden billionaire status will be short-lived because he will be setting up a self-sustaining organization to end homelessness, find jobs, housing, public transport, and make public... or make powerful people abusing the desperate obsolete. Isn't that... Isn't that nice? So, the Alfred... Alfred Pennyworth Foundation. Good good name dedication there. Afterwards, he gets a few messages from the Bat family and a call from the Batman himself uh, saying thanks for honouring him. Alfred like, would have liked that. Yeah. I do like that um, Grayson calls it, like Dick calls him out for, you don't usually ring. He's, yeah, and he apologises for ringing. <laughs> He's like, yeah, sorry, I, yeah, I don't normally like doing this. But... Thumbs up. <laughs> Very millennial of Batman. Mm. So, to keep things ticking along, the volume ends with Heartless saying, Dick Grayson was the man who made him the person he is today, and he will take his heart before he gives it to the city. Okay. Uh, and with that, we reach the end of the first volume of this era. What are your thoughts? I like it. There isn't much more to say. But I would like to reiterate the writing of Tom Taylor is great here. The Bruno Redondo art is awesome. And again, on Adriano Lucas did a great job with, on his color choices. It's a good beginning for something new. Not a great deal happens in it. You could definitely jump into Nightwing from this. This is made to be a starting point. Hell yeah. So it, it it's a good beginning for something new while still embracing so much of Dick Grayson's history as one of the most beloved DC characters. Whether you are there as a Batman fan who loves seeing street-level crime-solving, 
Or maybe you don't like the grim darkness of Batman. You can still love the hope and support Nightwing radiates as a character. Um, or you can just look at his butt in the tights. Mm. Really, it covers that's, all the that's bases. A, that's another great thing about Nightwing. I was going to ask which group of those three you're in, but you've sort of blown your cover there. So, I love Batman crime solving on street level stuff, but I also love that Nightwing sort of has the positive role model shit that Clark Kent does. Yeah. I know a lot of people are like, oh, Superman shit. He's invincible. He's too nice. He's You're not supposed to be Superman. You're supposed to want to be like Superman. He's a role, oh, yeah. he's a role model, not something to imitate. Oh, yeah. 100%. The the big nice just this the simply nice guy who will help an old lady cross the street you're, or help get actually, the cat out of the tree. You're actually supposed to be more like Clark Kent than you are Superman. It doesn't fucking matter which. It's just you're supposed to look up to good people. Yeah. If you're looking up to Walking Phoenix's Joker or you're doing it or wrong. the Sigma King from American Psycho, directed by a woman, written by a gay man, I think. Fact check that, but the people who are fans of that at the moment are backwards as fuck. But Superman's like the thing you're supposed to be trying to be. Be good, do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Simple shit. But Nightwing also has that in spades is what I'm saying. Um, I also gravitate towards the character who grew up in the shadow of a father figure uh, trying to strike out on his own, but, you know, trying to do things his own way at the same time. For those playing at home, when I when I started my apprenticeship, it was under uh, my dad. And funnily enough, 20 years later, you work under your dad. A little bit. Um, oh, I also like characters who like climbing shit and are just relatively flexible. Yeah. More relatable content. Um, I just like looking at his butt. They're still writing... This is still the same creative team now. What are some things you would like to see happen? Like, like Shock repelling. They're doing a lot of weird deep references and Easter eggs. You want to see that one too? If, if we go, if we go in deep, we're going deep. I'm sure, like as more volumes come out and as I read more, we'll probably can like do more of these story arcs that these guys put out because they are great. Um, I just like where the fact I'm at that at the moment. Mm-hmm. Trying to canonically make him fit. That's the thing, they're not doing anything new part per se. They're taking everything and They're smoothing him out. Yeah. They're they're making They're it the all sandpaper good. that are just, you know, slowly polishing up the surface. Mm. And then taking it and running with it. Because um what takes place in sort of the next story arc after this is as he's trying to put dickheads and fraudulent people and mobsters out of business by providing for the people who need that support. Yeah. They're starting to try to put hits out on him. Not Nightwing, Dick Grayson. Here's the thing, though. Nightwing has a lot of fucking friends. A lot of powerful, powerful friends. So you bet your ass we see KG Beast get the fuck beat out of him by the Wally West Flash. Yeah. We see the Teen Titans pretty much tear through Bloodhaven being like, this guy's under our protection. You fuck with him, we're putting you <laughs> on the moon. Because that's the thing. Dick Grayson would have to be one of the, like most the popular number ones. one DC character mm. in DC universe. Yeah. Like, not not fans 
I like to think fans, but not fans, but like in the DC universe, I think it would be hard to press to find someone that doesn't like Nightwing. Hmm. That's what I'm saying. He covers all the bases. He's got the good guy shit of Superman books, but he's also got the detective shit of the Batman books. And the nice patootie. Yeah, yeah, he's got the fan service of a Wonder Woman book. <laughs> <sighs> so, any final thoughts before we go on a homework? I like Nightwing. Great. What would your foundation do? My foundation for my face. Or well, he's got he's people. got his Alfred foundation. What's yours doing? Um, this is this is a very springed upon homework. Uh huh. If you don't want to stall, I would um make a foundation to beat up uh, rich jerks and landlords. So people will be less inclined to be rich jerks and landlords. I see. I That'll see. fix... Australia has, like, one of the worst real estate problems in the entire world right now. So I think just... You know how, like, when you have dinner with a family and you don't get seconds until everyone's had one? That's houses now. Mm. Otherwise, my foundation will just wails on you with a pipe. Oh no! Mm. I've made it. I've made a group of hooligans. So, what did you do? Not that. Okay. I'm nicer than that. I think. Forceful nice is good. You should just be nice for being nice. I should, but I've accidentally just turned myself into a peacemaker character. So, go on. Uh, can can I make a foundation for like fancy events? Okay, but like for normal people. You want fancy events? Yeah. You want gala balls and stuff? Yeah, just but but free like entry for, ones. for just like humans. Okay. Because I'm really sick of watching in the US and the UK when they have like the Bridget and Ball and and Starfall and I want those. <laughs> but I want just like bookish people to be allowed to go. Okay. Because I want friends that are nerds. Because they'll talk to me about that when it's Tootie. Okay, great. Well, there you go. And there you have it, ladies and future boys. That is volume one. It is still currently in print. Not a paid advertisement, but... But... Let's be honest. DC put out a lot of books, and I loved them. And I, I'm a ride or die for the DC books, except for Dynamite, usually. But if they're going to put out a good thing, I want people to know about it and be aware of it because, you know, for every Mr. Miracle, there is a Naomi and that voodoo one where she absorbed superpowers through fucking them. So when there's a good one, it's important to know that it's around so you don't miss out on it and end up with something else, yeah. one of the other titles that we get. Okay. Okay. And on that note, I've been your host, Toby Apollo. I've been joined by producer Kai. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. Um, and we will see you next week. Class dismissed. <laughs>